friends, this is Frederick Henry, and I'm just wanting to start a little podcast here to talk about what the experiences have been so far in the COVID-19 episode of our lives. I just want to record this in case we forget. Mine began, uh, I guess it's two years ago now, with uh, the COVID. I was at a resort in South Carolina, and uh, suddenly there was this COVID scare thing, and uh, people were told they couldn't make reservations. They couldn't come to the resort, although they had paid. Uh, those, however, who had already made reservations were allowed to stay. And then little by little, the, the hundreds and hundreds of guests at this resort dwindled down to six after several weeks. I had an eight-week reservation, so I was one of those fortunate few who has that kind of thing on a timeshare. And then the six families were the last families. Now, in those weeks, they shut down the swimming pool, they shut down the hot tub, they shut down the barbecue pits, they shut down the gymnasium. Uh, we were on the beach, so they couldn't shut down the beach, although they tried to shut down the beach and say that we couldn't walk on the beach. They didn't give us maid service or any other kind of service. If we needed things, they did deliver them to the door and drop them at the door and then run away. We were required to wear a mask at all times everywhere we went, but there was nowhere to go because there was nothing was open. The little restaurant that was here did remain open as long as they possibly could before they were forced to shut down. And then we were the last, I don't know what happened, we left and we were the last six families in a resort that houses hundreds of families. So that was the drastic uh, thing that happened. Now we drove home and I remember we were terribly frightened because uh, we didn't have uh, security for ourselves. We felt very insecure. We were afraid the police were going to stop us. We were afraid the uh, state troopers were going to stop us. We were afraid that if we got into a place where we weren't wearing a mask and we went to the bathroom, we'd be arrested if we didn't keep six feet apart, all that kind of thing. Every time there was a police call, we were afraid that we were going to be stopped and uh, arrested or whatever that was. There's really a, a terrible time. Okay, after a while, because I'm a business person, I travel. And I was able to uh, make reservations. It was a unique thing. Uh, the airliners, I have to give United Airlines and the other airlines some kudos because they did keep operations going. Although we had to wear a mask inside the airport and on the airplane, uh, we weren't given any amenities, any water, anything like that. We were told to keep a mask on all the time. Uh, the the uh, flight attendants announced it. Uh, the personnel at the um, airports announced it. Everywhere you went, they announced it. Policemen roamed the airport corridors saying, put on your mask, put on your mask, put on your mask. Uh, however, there were some good things. I went to the post office. It was the cleanest ever. I've never seen the post office cleaner. All the counters were clean. All the floors were clean. Everything was spotlessly clean. I went to the bathrooms in the airport, uh, Newark Airport, uh, spotlessly clean. Everything spotless beyond anything you can imagine, just 100% clean. However, there were the roaming uh, monitors asking if you had a vaccine, asking if you had the COVID, asking if you can take their temperature, uh, your temperature. Uh, there were all that kind of thing. And there was the constant and incessant announcement of the PA system. Federal law requires you to mask up your nose and throat at all times, bada, 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 all this kind of thing. Now, another good thing was the airports were empty, so it sort of kind of felt, you know, like, you know, this is your own place. But it was a frightening time. You couldn't get on a bus. You couldn't get into an Uber car. You couldn't get into a taxi without a mask, without a, you know, all kinds of stuff like that. 
And so uh, it was a frightening time, but a little bit, pretty much right away, I, I noticed that people said, you know, we have to live our lives. Uh, the shelves were empty, the paper goods were gone, and the, a lot of food was gone. Um, people were hoarding things, they were afraid, they were frightened. And I remember reading an article, where did the six-foot mask rule come from? And it seems that the origination of the six-foot rule and the masking rule was a high school term paper of a student of a professor in whose far, the professor was a Harvard professor and the child was in high school, not in Harvard. And they wrote a paper about um, a hypothetical 100,000 member community uh, that had an epidemic of a, a deadly disease and what would be the best procedure and it would be six feet apart and wearing a mask. And so this, and you can look it up on the internet, a lot of the wearing a mask and six foot rule came out of a high school term paper. A high school term paper, can you imagine that? In the whole entire world, even the Queen of England goes to her husband's funeral with a mask on. The Archbishop of Canterbury wears a mask. The Pope wears a mask. The President wears a mask. Well, not Trump. Trump didn't wear a mask. He refused to wear a mask. I think there were two or three times he was forced to uh, because of circumstances, but basically he said, no mask for me. And um, maybe he knew the science already. We know the science now. And so we lived in fear. We, we, we became afraid. And I said to my loved ones, I said, you know, the game here is to make everyone else the enemy. The old saying in the Revolutionary War in the United States of America was, united we stand, divided we fall. And so united was against the mask, against uh, the six-foot rule against the vaccine, but divided was to make everybody else an enemy. Every neighbor was suspicious of every other neighbor. Everybody was afraid of everyone else. Everyone thought that the other person was the bringer of death. Lou Cavuto, um, uh, uh, Neil, Neil Cavuto on TV said, you have to get the vaccine or you're going to die. You're going to die screaming on the table. Die unbelievable uh, um, fanaticism on the part of the media, the part of the personalities on the left. Uh, craziness, unbelievable craziness. And so I began to travel on the airlines because I had to and I wore a mask. I did what I was told to do. I was obedient to the rules. I used the little wipes. They give you little alcohol wipes. Remember those days we were told that the COVID lived on the surfaces. Everything had to be wiped down with alcohol swabs and Clorox and so on and so forth. Then we had the hysterical media claiming that President Trump uh, told people to drink Clorox, which is absolutely ins insanity. He did not do that. But then we had the, the, the oddity, which was the hydroxychloroquine, a successful drug which has been tested for 25 years, banned by the CDC because it cured uh, people, of, uh, helped cure people of the COVID-19. We had the other um, drugs, remissivir and all that kind of stuff, hard to get. We had the anticlonal bodies, uh, the federal government refusing to send them, and people dying in nursing homes and all kinds of things. The, the overuse of respirators by untrained uh, personnel, uh, and, and the increase in infection, a uh, death rate among the elderly, and you began to say to yourself, what the heck is going on here? What in the world is going on? Are we being lied to? Are we being abused? Are we being suppressed? And people started talking like that. And little by little, people said, you know, this mask thing from some high school term paper, this, the science the, 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 uh, doesn't prove it. A mask 
is meant in the surgery ward uh, to be used, surgery room, operating room, uh, to prevent uh, the transmission of large particles like spit and like blood and like body fluids uh, between the person who's giving the operation, the person who's taking the operation. Uh, the gloves are to protect the patient from the dirty hands of the surgeon and also to protect the surgeon from the dirty um, body fluids or the skin fluids or infections that may be in the operated person and the like more. None of these things are a cure-all and it was proven over and over again, even uh, that, uh, 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 these, what was his name, uh, the devil guy, Fauci. Remember, Faustus Fauci, remember that. Um, uh, you know, you don't need a mask, you do need a mask, you don't need a mask, you do need a mask, um, unbelievable. And so little by little, people started saying to themselves, what's going on here? Are we being controlled? Are we being abused? Are we being oppressed by puppet masters who are trying to tell us that our neighbor is our enemy, that the neighbor is the bringer of death, and that our fellow citizen, our fellow worker, our fellow fellow neighborhood member, even family members, are to be avoided, are to be shunned, are to be kept away from us because we should be afraid of them because they, our own family members, cousins and, and, and like more, are gonna kill us. So people cancel baptisms, they cancel weddings, they didn't have funerals, uh, they just put the body in the casket and, and put it in the, in, in the uh, incinerator or they put it right in the ground without bothering any funeral type thing. You can't have funerals because you might get infected by your neighbor and you might get COVID and you will die. All this kind of hysterical hysteria. Well, we're in 2022 now, and we realize that that's what it was, hysteria. And that the quote-unquote science was not the science. It was politics. It was uh, globalism. It was suppression. It was abuse. It was phony. It was a lie. The six-foot rule never worked. It never would work. It doesn't work. And masks are totally ineffective against... um, Viruses. Viruses are subatomic things. They're like 0.1 micron. They, they are not stopped by any mask. They are visible only under the highest power, even electron microscope. So let's get realistic about that. Viruses do not know plastic shields. They do not know um, plexiglass shields at the counters. They do not know uh, all these other things that supposedly prevent the um, spread of the disease. All of it just a panacea or let it kind of make feel good things. Make you feel good. Make you believe that you were doing something when in fact you were doing nothing. Probably the best thing that ever happened was the cleanliness rules and the washing of the hands rules. That was the best thing and it still is the best thing and we should still follow those procedures indeed. So the question is why did we go there? Why did, how did we get there? What... what uh, uh, propelled our political leaders, our um, political commentators, our news people, what propelled them to try to uh, spread fear and hysteria and panic among the populations of the world, other than to control them? You know, put on your mask and shut up. Uh, stay home and shut up. Uh, don't go out and shut up. Uh, don't congregate together and shut up. United we stand, and in order for us to be united, we have to gather together. Now, we did have something called the Internet, but even there, the globalists tried to shut down anybody who spoke up, who spoke out, who tried to call attention 
to the unscientific um, globalist plot, I really believe it was, uh, to attempt to uh, destroy nations, the cohesiveness of nations, to destroy the cohesiveness of community, and to destroy the unity of peoples, even families, in order that thereby the globalist agenda makers, and they are people out there, people who gather together, there are people out there who gather together in meetings, in homes, and in, in businesses, and conferences, and forums in order to say we have to change the world and what we have to do is change the way people think, change the way people act, and change the way people respond and they must be taught to act and uh, react and respond uh, the way we tell them to do it and not the way they think they should do it or they believe they should do it. We have to control them because we are the people who know everything and they know nothing. They're just the ignorant masses as Hillary Clinton says, the irredeemable, irresponsible, rednecked, uh, pathetic people. Um, unbelievable. You know, we're the uh, irredeemable, ir- irresponsible, uh, rednecked, um, uh, whatever they called us. It was terrible. I, I do know the names. The liberal, Democrat, globalists called us all kinds of names. And we just took it in stride because you know what? Many of us went along, I went along, because right now, at that time, I should say, at that time, I didn't know any better. I just wanted to um, survive, I wanted to get along, I wanted to move along, I wanted to have a life. And supposedly, the leaders uh, were thinking of me, Uh, supposedly, the medical people, uh, the leaders of the medical research community, not the doctors so much, but the leaders of the medical CDC and and the other control facilities, Centers for Disease Control, you know, come on, please, give me a break with that. Uh, We believed wrongly that they were for us. They were for themselves. They were for power. They were for the extension of power. And they were for suppression and abuse and destruction of society. And now we know the results on children because of masks. We know the results on people because of masks. We know the results on communities uh, because of masks. And we know the result on churches because of mass, communities of faith, people where people gather together in faith to gather together to worship, to sing, uh, to have community and congregation and collaboration and cohesion and cooperation, the churches. And they were uh, very adversely affected by the six-foot rule and by the mask mandate. And they went along with it, not because they were obsequious, not because they are the controllers, but because they believed, they had faith, they believed that the leadership and the, the, the medical um, research communities, the hospitals and all these were for us, when in fact they were not for us. They were misguided, misled, um, and they believed also Foolishly, And now we're coming to our senses. We're beginning to realize that the masks don't work, the six-foot rule is ridiculous, and that the attempt to destroy cooperation and collaboration and community and cohesion in society is failed. It's failed. It has failed, and it's going to continue to fail. And now we must assert ourselves. I was glad to see the other day when the last bastion, the last fortress, uh, the last um, tyranny of the mask is the airport's and public transportation controlled by the federal government, and we must put an end to that. I know the uh, leaders of the uh, big airliners, United Airlines and American Airlines and Delta and uh, uh, Allegiant, all those good guys, JetBlue, all these good companies, 
have said, stop the mask mandate. It's stupid for people not to have to wear a mask in a resort, not to have to wear a mask in a restaurant, not to have to wear a mask in a church, but they have to wear a mask on a plane, and a plane has the best air filtration system known to us at this point. And so they have said, they have pleaded their case. I think they should demand And personally, I think they should just say, we will not obey. There's a place now for civil disobedience in the airline community, in the resort communities to say, we will not obey the tyranny of the mask because it's been proven beyond any shadow of a doubt. The six foot rule and the mask rule do not work to stop the spread of COVID-19 or any other virus-like diseases. And so it's just put on your mask and shut up. And we know that that's not working. It doesn't work. And we have to put a stop to it. And we have to have civil disobedience. Don't have to have a riot. We're not Black Lives Matters. We're not Antifa. We're just citizen Americans who say no to this kind of globalist um, control and tyranny. And so that's a reflection on all the things. There are many other things that happened uh, during that time. I give praise to God for those people who did stand up. We all went along because we believed it was the right thing. We all believed our leadership wrongly. We shouldn't have believed them. We all thought it was, you know, uh, for our good, which it was not. And now that we know otherwise, we must also stand up and say no more, no more mandate, no more mask, no more forcing people to lose. Do you know the United States military is dishonorably discharging soldiers even career soldiers without discharging them dishonorably because they refuse to obey and get the COVID-19 vaccine. Now, this is not smallpox vaccine or uh, tried and true vaccines like pneumonia and the like more. This is, you know, the popular COVID-19 flu-like vaccine and people whose lives and careers depend upon the military are being dishonorably discharged from the military, decimating our military and destroying the cohesion and the collaboration and the, and the community of our military because of woke, W-O-K-E, woke leadership, uh, General Milley and all those guys and the, the Marine guy, whatever his name is, and, and Secretary Austin, all these people willing to decimate, uh, to destroy and de- degrade the American military and the American uh, security services based upon wokeness. We have to say no to that. And in that case, I think we need to take a good hard look at the people who are perpetuating, even to this day, uh, in March uh, 2022, uh, the false narrative of COVID-19 and Omicron and sub-variants of Omicron and masks and and six-foot rules and the threat that the authorities and the powerful will reimpose those on us and will put on our mask and shut up. You know, put on your gag and shut up. Thank God for the internet. Thank God for being able to speak on Anchor. Thank God for being able to speak on Spreaker. Thank God for being able to speak on the public uh, airwaves and speak out as Americans with freedom of speech to say, enough is enough. Let's stop with the mandate business. Uh, Thank you very much for listening. I'm Frederick Henry. And you've been listening to the Frederick Henry Podcast.